You are the CEO of your own life. And there's something in you right now that is longing to break out, determined to be free, ready to get out there and shine and strut its stuff for the world to see. As I said, your gifts are going to drag you where you're supposed to be. And for many of us, it's to shine as leaders. The question isn't, who's going to let me? The question today is, who's going to stop me? The rest of my speech on leadership and women and diversity and much more coming up today on Rolanda On Demand. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Hey there, Rolanda here, and welcome to another episode of Rolanda On Demand. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. It means so much to me because I know there's so much that you have to do, but you're spending some time with me, and that means a lot. I wanted to talk about something really important today, and that's leadership. At the beginning of this podcast, you heard me from a speech that I recently delivered at the Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference down near Washington, D.C., I always feel compelled these days to talk about leadership, especially among women, because of so many movements that are happening in our gender. I mean, can't you just feel if you're a woman? Can't you just feel, and even if you're a man, I mean, can't you just feel that women are being called to leadership? And I think this is a divine time and a wonderful opportunity for us to exude divine leadership. And I'm going to share my speech with you that I delivered because I want to inspire the leadership in you. For some of you listening, it may be just sitting there dormant. (laughs) It might need a little jazzing up, but there's leadership in all of us. And I think there has never been more of a time than it's been called for than probably right now. And we're seeing so many women stepping up to the plate. It's so exciting. Before we get to the speech, though, I'd like us to take a listen to Dee Dee Henley. Dee Dee is a strategic leadership coach and author, and she says that part of leadership is paying attention to ourselves. And isn't that the truth? Women, we are so busy taking care of the world, our children, our men, our women, everything, and we seem to be at the end of that list. And so what Dee Dee says is self-neglect is a major sin when it comes to the leadership of oneself. And so she's going to speak with us a bit about taking more me time in the leadership we claim for our lives. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. And I was doing a book signing years ago, and some guy says, David, two words changed my life. Two words changed my life. And I said, and then God was speaking to me, because I am rather obtuse at times. I said, be happy. What? Three words. Be happy now. Be huh? happy now. Be happy, be happy now. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. Hey guys, just a quick reminder to please subscribe to the show. Just hit that subscribe button so I know you're there. And please feel free to share, 
my link, rolandaondemand.com. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A.com. And uh, share with your friends and, and please rate the show and leave some comments so I know you're there and I know what you're thinking. And gosh, you may have some really good suggestions for the show. So please, by all means, let me know. I'm a proud partner of the C-Suite Radio Network, and you'll find all kinds of fun podcasts over there. But I just want to say thank you so much for picking Rolanda On Demand. Please also follow me in social media. You can catch me on Facebook, IG, which is Instagram for you oldsters. (laughs) Also on Twitter and LinkedIn. Follow me there and keep up. And once again, I just want to thank all of you who have signed up for my live webinar coming up. Face-to-face, we're going to meet, and we're going to talk about the art of reinvention because you know I'm the reinvention queen from everything from, gosh, news to talk shows to stand-up comedy to voiceovers to being an author and being a speaker and being a manager and all kinds of things. You just have to pivot with life. Change is good, people. And some of us, you know, a lot of my change came from just feeling in the dumps and just bored with things and not happy with certain situations. And so I decided to change it. And sometimes that's changing you because trust and believe businesses change. The world changes. People change. You change. So embrace change. And we're going to talk about embracing change. And uh, like I said, the art of reinvention, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of jokingly calling it Rolanda's Reinvention Retreat, but it's got to be a fun webinar. Just come on. It's absolutely free, but I need your email address so that I can let you know what time and date I'm going to do it. It'll be within the next couple of weeks, but um, go on over to my Facebook page and right on the Facebook page, you'll see a big old picture of me smiling. And I am uh, talking about more about what this webinar is going to be about. And you can leave me your email address and I can let you know the date and time. And plus, you know, I want to stay in contact with you anyway. So go on and do that. Like I said, you can find me on Facebook right now at Rolanda Watts. I think it used to be Rolanda fan page or something, but just go on in there. Rolanda Watts, you'll see me smiling talking in the mic as usual. So go on in there and join me. Um, Let me get back to the leadership talk today. And like I said, I'm going to share a speech I did. I was so blessed to be able to deliver this speech right outside of Washington, D.C. My dear friend and homegirl, Sheila Robinson, runs Diversity Woman magazine and does a big annual event and asked me to be the keynote speaker this year. I was so honored. And I wanted to speak about diversity, women, and leadership. I had just come back from India speaking before the Global Peace Summit. 8,000 people, y'all. Can you believe it? I was like at a football stadium or something. (laughs) Well, not that quite that big, but it was big to me. 8,000 people from all over the world. And I talked about divine leadership. And what I mean by that is that, you know, there are more women than ever taking leadership positions. You know, just look at what happened in this past election and look at, you know, what's being talked about in the streets and the beauty parlors and with our girlfriends and in our offices and everywhere we go. And we've got a lot of guys who are our allies. I'm not leaving out my brothers because they are there in force, too. They really, really are. Um, So anyway, I'm going to run that speech. But first, like I said, let me get to Dee Dee Henley, who is a strategic leadership coach. My goodness, I didn't even know they were such things, but there are. That's how important leadership is. She's also an author of a book called The Secret of Sovereignty. 
And Didi says that women need to pay more attention to the leadership of themselves. Women not paying so much attention to themselves, even though they are highly successful women out there trying to take on the world. We all know about that because most of us are those women. But our next guest says there's some things we need to keep in mind. She has written a book called The Secret of Sovereignty, Women Choosing Leadership at Work and in Life. And a lot of that is a whole nother aspect of me time. Dee Dee Henley is joining us now. She's an executive coach and the author of that book. Hi, Dee Dee. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Good. Now, you're a strategic leadership coach, and there are a lot of things that you say that women need to keep in mind on the work front. Yes. Because, what, because one of the things that I, that I was interested in talking with you about was this whole idea of self-neglect. And, and yes. even, I mean, self-love is not so vile a sin as self-neglect, according to one quote. And I just want to deal with the self. You know, we're always promoting having some me time. And during this me time where we're trying to batten up the hat, and get our leadership together. There's some things that we need to know as we are refusing to neglect ourselves and us the success of our futures. Yeah. Well, you know, the, one of the things that we I talk about in the book is there's some traps that women fall into. Um, I call them the seven deadly traps. And they're, they're traps that we fall into without even knowing that end up sapping a lot of our power and confidence and clarity. Um, you know, the first one I think of that women routinely fall into is what I call peace at any price. Mm. And that's where we're willing to sort of smooth things over and uh, t- almost kind of take the hit physically and emotionally and, and mentally so that there isn't any conflict or disruption going on around us. Yeah, but you don't, wanna, you don't want to upset the tomato cart. You don't want to make it a difficult at work. Exactly. And, and we see, you know, there's, there's some part of us that says, gosh, don't bring it up because it will get worse. So what, so what should we do instead? Well, you know, a, a big part of, of self-care is speaking up about what's true and what works for you. So I encourage my clients to start saying, speaking up for what doesn't work and what does work. And that language is helpful because it's not sort of, it doesn't make anybody wrong. Mm-hmm. It just says, you know, this doesn't work for me. You know, you coming in late four mornings a week doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I need you to be here on time. Right. Or you interrupting or challenging me at meetings doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather that you respected my time to talk and waited for yours or whatever we might say that would have us be able to have what makes, uh, what restores our energy around us. Mm-hmm. Because the alternative people. to not doing that is feeling like a doormat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You say and it's then, not- you know, we, women quickly move into the victim position and, you know, end up feeling like all of life is coming at us. And you resent that. Exactly. You say exactly. it's not good to try to be part of the boy ship thing. You know, a lot of girls get on the job and, and try to be like one of the boys and hang yeah. out thinking that's going to advance their career. I mean, there, there are times when, I mean, I have been encouraged in newsrooms, you know, go out and have some drinks with the guys, you know, and right. go get along and, you know, because cause you depend on them. There's cameramen as yeah. a reporter. I needed that team membership. Right. So you're saying is that is that a good thing or, or not so good thing? 
Well, it's, I actually talk about it as one of the deadly traps, um, being, being one of the boys, because what happens is we have to give up so much of our more authentic feminine expression to fit in. I guess so, it's, you know, it's different for New York City news reporters. <laughs> we're, we're a rough crew. <laughs> Maybe so. I know it helps to hang out with the guys and that thing. But on the average, you're right. I mean, I think it is a very different, different thing. Thank you so much for joining us, Dee Dee. Those are a couple of good hints for us to yeah. take into um, our moments of non-self-neglect. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Dee Dee. C-Suite Radio. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. They are saying this is a major public health issue that's facing American children. How we use all of this technology around us, not as babysitters, not an electronic babysitter, but how we interact with our kids while they're interacting with the media. I mean, gosh, I've been in TV, radio now, and we get blamed for everything, don't we? But it's like saying, the refrigerator made me fat. You can't do that. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. I'm Rolanda Watts, and I just want to ask one huge favor of you. Could you please subscribe to the show so that we know you're there? You know, those are our numbers these days, and we'd love to hear a rating from you as well to see how we're doing and how we can help you even more. We've got some great archives. Go back and check them out. Also, follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts, and that's R-O-L-O-N-D-A, on Facebook, IG. Twitter, and LinkedIn. Follow me. You can also check out my website at rolanda.com, R-O-L-O-N-D-A. And listen, uh, before we get to my speech that I delivered uh, recently down at the big conference for diversity women in business and leadership, I uh, before you hear this speech, I just want to say thank you so much for signing up for my live webinar that's coming up. Um, it'll be in the next couple of weeks and I would love you to sign up. It's absolutely free because we're going to be talking about the art of reinvention. If any of this sounds like you, like you're just bored with your environment, what you're doing, you're ready to change jobs, you're an empty nester, or you just kicked your boyfriend to the curb and you need something new, whatever it is, we are going to talk about reinvention. And Lord knows I've done that after 40 years in the entertainment and news industry. But um, there's something waiting, kicking to be alive in you. So come on to my webinar, go to my Facebook page and sign up. The information should be there. And um, come on and join me. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Now, let's get back to our talk of leadership. Here is the speech I recently delivered just outside of Washington, D.C., thanks to Sheila Robinson and the Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. Hey, everybody. It is such a joy to be here. And Sheila, you know, that's my home girl from North Carolina. We're grits, girls raised in the South. Uh, but Sheila, you never cease to amaze me. I'm so honored to be here. I thank you so much for inviting me. And we are so proud of you. You know, there are a lot of us watching you that you don't even know we're out there watching you, but you're doing such amazing things. I mean, just look at the, the, the sponsorship alone is amazing, just amazing. So to you, 
Sheila, to you. You know, uh, it's just amazing what can happen in these types of gatherings where magic can actually happen that we're getting so fueled and so refused that so much magic can happen. I, uh, I think about what Sheila's doing and I think about this, the story of, of little Kimmy who's in her classroom and she's drawing and drawing and drawing. And the teacher, you know when kids are so into their drawing, they're sticking their little tongue out and they're all into it. So the teacher said, what in the world are you drawing, Kimmy? She said, teacher, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the teacher said, now, come on, Kimmy. You know you can't draw a picture of God. Nobody's drawing a picture of God. Nobody even knows what God looks like. Little Kimmy looked at the teacher and said, they going to know in a minute. <laughs> so I think the amount of faith that we put in things. I want to thank all of you also for showing up. There's so many things. We're all women, you know, and some, some, some of the guys in here are honorary power chicks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's so much more that you could have been doing and you decided to show up here. And I think the courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen as we're talking today about taking that seat at the table. Because never before, at least in my history, have I seen so much happening with women in terms of what we are doing, particularly being called to leadership positions like never before. Our divine gifts mean so much more than ever before. And those gifts are gonna drag us to where we have to be. I love the encouragement of looking within yourself to determine those divine gifts because we don't find those answers outside of ourselves, calling somebody and asking them. You gotta do the work and find it right here. And sometimes you don't even know what those gifts are yet. I mean, I think I'm the queen of reinvention. <laughs> I mean, I've done so many different things, but some of those things I never dreamed I would do. When I got my talk show, I never dreamed I would be a talk show host, but somebody offered me that opportunity and we stepped up to the game. There are times when sometimes our greatest gifts can also be what we think are our flaws. I remember when I was a little girl, they told me, you talk too much. I mean, I can't imagine anybody saying that about me, right? <laughs> but today, I'm known as a talk show host and a podcaster. They said, you're too nosy. Well, today, I'm an award-winning journalist. They said, you're too dramatic. Well, I work in Hollywood for a living now. They said, your voice it doesn't sound like a girl. It's too raspy. It's too deep. Today, I'm a voiceover artist. And they said, you're too bossy. How many of us heard that? at how many of us today are CEOs of our own companies. Yeah. So yes, indeed, sometimes our gifts, our, our flaws turn out to be our greatest gifts and those gifts will drag us where we have to go. I don't know if it was the hashtag me movement, hashtag women's empowerment, hashtag black girl magic, hashtag whatever, I believe that started this movement. But don't you feel that it's such a continuum of what we have been doing as women fighting all along, but this time it seems that there's this unconscious call that everybody has to step up and take some form of leadership. 
We are women, and we are definitely roaring today, and the genie is out the bottle. It's not going to go anyplace. And I think that this type of movement is going to call for more of us to step up, maybe because we're so unhappy in certain things. Yeah, it's a movement that's got you can clap for yourself if you want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I do believe that even women who never thought about themselves as being leaders are being touched by this momentum. There's almost this subconscious thing going on that says, what can I do to help with this movement? I also love this movement of hashtag why not me? I am so encouraged. Now listen, I said it was election day, and I said I wasn't going to talk politics. I told Sheila, I'm not going to mess up with your sponsors. <laughs> but I will say this, uh, and one of the stories I'm most impressed with, with with politics right now, and it's what women are doing. The 20 or more black women who were elected in Shelby County, Tennessee. An amazing story. Amazing. I'm so encouraged by that story because most of these women admitted that they, many of them had not been in politics. We're getting in politics for the first time. One as young as 27 years old. And all because they said they were sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they felt that they could do something. They could offer something. They could fix things. And yes, I was listening to one interview. They all admitted, yeah, we had to fight harder. We had to get up earlier. We had to work harder. We were competing with men, and every second we had to prove that their doubts were unfounded. But every step of the way, they say, and we're quick to point out, we had each other. The saving grace is that they all had each other. And I find that that's happening more and more across the country. This incredible tribe of women with common goals eager and willing to lift each other up because that's what we do. We lift as we rise. As Ambassador Claire Booth Luce said, because I am a woman, I must make unusual efforts to succeed. Because if I fail, nobody's going to say, oh, she doesn't have what it takes. They will say, women don't have what it takes. While we may be individually strong, and you know who you are, you know you're a giant wherever you walk. But I think the only things that makes that so much better is when we look at our, how powerful we are collectively and how we're even getting the support of our male allies, who I'm calling our, our honorary power chicks today. Because a feminist can be a man too. But it's a man or a woman who wants to fix something who knows that things can be better for women, whether it's on the home front or the workplace or the judicial system or the political landscape. And because no political battle, as my mom would say, is ever won on the sidelines. We've got to roll up our sleeves and get into the throw. I remember when I wanted to be a cheerleader. I didn't want to be a majorette. I wanted to be a cheerleader. And I asked my mom, can I be a cheerleader? And she said, absolutely not. And I said, but come on, Ma, I got a big voice. I can scream across a field. I'm really cheery. And I can, you know, and I believe in teamwork. She said, you want to bounce on the field? Get in the game. 
I said, get in the game. She said, and the word is get, not get, because one day you might want to get a job. Like I said, I've got to hand it to uh, our brothers who are, who are stepping up like never before in our movement. I think we're calling them our allies. It's a wonderful thing to witness, to see, and experience. I spoke with a man on my way here, and he said, you know, Rolanda, I'm going to join the Me Too movement too. And I said, you are. He said, yes, and it's not for my daughter. I'm going to join the Me Too movement for my son because we are having to re-educate our children now, to re-educate our boys, to give girls and women more respect. And I so appreciate the men who are joining that effort as well. Our movement is resounding and encouraging people all over the world. They are watching us, ladies. I was just in India a couple of weeks ago speaking at the Global Summit. And I was so impressed with the numbers of women coming up to me saying how encouraged and driven they are by watching what we're doing over here in America. They are hungry for our leadership, our encouragement, and ideas. And slowly but surely, there are changes happening in India where it's really tough to be a woman. We're seeing laws, they're changing. When I was there, the law had changed that um, women, you know, if a woman was caught cheating on her husband, you could be stoned to death or acided or killed. They're changing that law. Uh, I met a woman who was teaching young women how to get their driver's license so they could be independent and not have to be sold off at 12 years old by their family to survive. And so we are seeing changes, and a lot of those women said it was because of what they are watching over here. We also, as women, have such a tremendous and rich history to look at, even though it, in, it, it was a lot of pain, a lot of labor, and a lot of suffering, but our suffrage history, as I might bring up on this election day, it should give us strength as, as, as it is an exciting story. It's a story of achievement of ingenious strategies, outrageous tactics that were used to outwit opponents and make the most of limited resources. But all of it proves that the power of what we can do together is unlimited. As female leaders, as politicians, journalists, visionaries, and I know some of y'all call yourselves rabble-rousers, troublemakers, and warriors. That's a good thing. Women who are active, who are controversial, who are passionate. These are the stars of the show today and the brightest gems of our country and the world. From the living room to the boardroom, from India to Indiana, from Burkas to Birkenstock, we are being called to step up our game and to help find solutions, to educate, not agitate, and to have strong, loud, confident voices, and to take center stage, and to take that place at the table, because the world desperately needs us, desperately needs our divine gifts, our divine leadership more than ever before. And I think perhaps more than ever before, so many of us at one time are ready and able and willing for that call. Like I said, not just individually, 
but collectively. It's so wonderful to live at a time when women are working together. How many of us remember that time when there were so few of us, I know I was in a newsroom, wherever you were, there were so few of us that if another woman or another black woman in particular walked in, it was like, okay, who's gonna go? <laughs> you know, automatically put up the competition with us. And you know, we didn't work together. I mean, I think a lot of us remember when women didn't work together as well. But we learned that we don't do anything alone in life, and certainly nothing as big as the things that we're facing right now. So I encourage you also to reach out and, and help others, like we just talked about earlier. Meet somebody that doesn't look like you. Reach out and help somebody and get to know somebody and band with somebody who has like ideas but may not be like you at all. Collectively, we will win. The tribalism movement has created teams teams of us. And I look at team in a whole different way now. T-E-A-M. Together, everyone achieves more success. Because after all, we're not here to see through each other. We are here to see each other through. And, not, and, and as a nation, you know, these may be perilous times in our nation, but they're not powerless times. And I think that we together can make that tremendous difference because an empowered individual can make the impossible possible. Faye Walton says the only safe ship in a storm is leadership. And I believe that women are natural leaders. I believe there are only two kinds of people in the world, women and people who come from women. <laughs> and while we make up about 50% of the population, we can't forget that we also make up about 70% of the people who are in poverty, with two-thirds of us never being taught to read or write. Do you have any idea what it might be like not to be able to read? I work with literacy volunteers, and if there's something you want to do to give back, teach a woman how to read. Because if you can't read, you can't fill out a driver's license, you can't fill out a job application, you can't read a book to your child, you can't even read the label on your medicine or your child's medicine. So you are already thrust into poverty. So if you want to help, those of us at Literacy uh, Partners would love that. And remember that the children are watching what we do right now. We don't lead by titles. We lead by our example. And our future is in the faces of our children. Dr. Maya Angelou reminds us that each child belongs to all of us and they will bring us a tomorrow in direct relation to the responsibility that we have shown them. Future civilizations, in fact, are going to judge us by how we treated our children, the examples that we showed, and the type of humanity that we left behind. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, says Dolly Parton, of nine to five. If you can inspire people to dream more, learn more, do more, become more, then you are an excellent leader. 
What does it take to be a divine leader? Much of great leadership starts from within, where we find our divine God-given gifts. The question is, how will you use those God-given gifts as if it were a gift back to God? I often say that when I go up there and meet the maker, I'm going to walk up there and go, here I am, all used up. Because I'm going to use every single thing I got to give it all back and hopefully elevate humanity as I do that as well. Whether I'm reporting the news or I'm hosting a talk show or a podcast or I'm writing a book or taking stage or being in front of the camera, I really only do one thing. And that is that I tell stories. I'm a storyteller. It comes from my Southern heritage. It comes from my love of books. It comes from my parents and people who told me stories that affected my life and made me strong and gave me something to hold on to. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have are our stories. And so what legacy will we leave behind? I hope that my stories, as you heard me say in India, I do hope and I am proud to say that many of my stories have helped change minds and change laws and change hearts. And I hope that my divine leadership will provide a story that might touch someone and might make the world a far better place. Our divine humanity or our divine leadership is also about our divine humanity and how we treat people. As we learn, even on occasions like this, that we have so much in common. Dr. Angelo used to also say, I am human, so therefore anything human cannot be alien to me. If we just treated each other with more respect, with more kindness and compassion, we wouldn't have half the atrocities that we are facing right now on this earth. What happened to civility and politeness and kindness toward each other? As we are being leaders, let's dig out that old golden rule too. Divine leadership is only strengthened, I believe, when we also look at all of those that came before us, all of the people who fought for our right to vote, for our right to be here. Never forget that rich history. Also your ancestors. In this day and age, we have to count on everything to get us through. And many of us come from such great ancestry because don't forget, we are spiritual beings as well. So why not tap into that and take full advantage of all of those who have fought, died, prayed, and prepared a path just for us? Every day I wake up and I pray, God, lead me where you need me. And I swear I can hear my ancestors, start crying, I can hear my ancestors singing. And Lord, let her be a leader where you need her. Everywhere I walk, whether it's in a Hollywood pitch meeting, standing on the stage before you, or walking into an audition or a new job, I always bring that power of my ancestry with me. Kumbaya. 
come on by here because I need you today. I call on my daddy, <laughs> Auntie Maya, all the folks going on back that I didn't even know. I say, come on up here and be in that room before I show up, please. Get it ready for me. I bring that power with me. Ancestors who remind me that my crown and all the jewels in it have already been bought and paid for. My job is to wear that crown and to wear it well. And even when it tips a little bit, <laughs> Sheila, I just put a bobby pin in it and keep on strutting. <laughs> Reminding myself as my ancestors to remind me to not lean on anybody and only bow to God. I loved earlier as a challenge what one of our speakers was saying. If you don't like something, you don't like that boyfriend, you don't like that house, you hate that job, you don't even like, change it. Reinvent yourself. I think I'm going to do a whole retreat on reinvention. I've done it so many times. <laughs> but it came from, from being bored. You know, I, I must admit, there are times when I have felt like, you know, I'm doing some really cool stuff, but my soul is so hungry that I know there's got to be more to life than just working. What could be worse than to spend all of your life working at something that doesn't even matter? So challenge yourself to go out there and find things that really jazz you. Because when you're happy, the money will come. When you're passionate, the followers will come. The clients will come. Dig deep and find what makes your heart soar. And be happy about that. And whatever you do with all of this leadership you're mustering up and all the great stuff you're going to get from this conference, whatever you do, don't become the world's best kept secret. You don't serve anybody by not letting your divinity shine. Now, I know I'm bold, very little embarrasses me, but a lot of people are very shy. But now is not the time to keep who you are secret because we need you. So dare to take the center stage. Dare to take the seat at that table. And don't let your divine leadership die inside of you. A leader takes people where they want to go, says Rosalind Carter. But a great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. I often quote Dr. Maya Angelou because she was my auntie Maya, very close family friend for many years. And she was always, as I was a young woman coming up, she was always there for me making sure I was going to be a strong woman and all of the rest. She always encouraged anyone to always try to be a rainbow in somebody's cloud. And I know indeed that she believed that women are the rainbows in so many clouds. During the meanest and the toughest and the cruelest, most threatening times of life when hope seems dim, be that rainbow in your sister's cloud. Black, white, what Auntie would say, 
black and white, fat and skinny, pretty and not so pretty, straight and gay, Christian, Muslim, and Jew. Women are the rainbows in the clouds. So be a profound and phenomenal rainbow woman. Be beautiful to yourself first, and then to anybody else who has the luxury to see you. <laughs> Work deeply on yourself. Understand the practice that if you want the world to be better, it has to start with you. The higher you elevate your own positivity, the better you clear your mind of negativity, expand your dreams, your imagination, your mind, reinvent yourself, getting out of your own sit. I said sit. <laughs> because a lot of us get very complacent and comfortable. So get on up and as we learned earlier today, start moving, even if you turn a quarter every one place. And stay away from negative people. Negative people, naysayers, will bring you down faster than anything else. Many of us know people who are so negative they can walk in a dark room and develop a picture. <laughs> Stay away from those people. And you know what? And sometimes you're the negative person talking to yourself. I mean, I, when, was the, when you walked in that mirror this morning, you went, ugh. You know, with the th the th there, there are times I can say things to myself. I would slap somebody who said that to somebody else, you know? So watch that too, because we can be our own worst enemies. The bottom line is, take center stage in your own life and take that seat at the table that Sheila is talking about. Take it. It's your movie, and this is not a dress rehearsal. You are the CEO of your own life, and there's something in you right now that is longing to break out, determined to be free, ready to get out there and shine and strut its stuff for the world to see. As I said, your gifts are going to drag you where you're supposed to be. And for many of us, it's to shine as leaders. The question isn't, who's going to let me? The question today is, Who's going to stop me? So take on this challenge that Sheila and all of us are demanding of each other this beautiful couple of days and take it with full throttled intention, integrity, dignity, and of course a lot of style. Be unstoppable. I want to just end with this one affirmation I loved Shad Helmstetter. If you're looking for great affirmations, you will just love this guy. And I love this affirmation. I want to share it with you as I close. If I want to make something of myself, it's up to me. It's not other people's doubts that count. It's my belief in me. It's not the challenges I face each day. It's my determination to overcome them. It's not the lack of opportunities in front of me. It's my willingness to find them. My success is not up to the world around me or up to someone else. My success is up to me. No excuses. Be unstoppable, ladies. And thank you so much for the opportunity to spend this time with you. We love you, Sheila. Ha, ha, ha.
Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And y'all tune into my podcast for more talk. RolandaOnDemand.com. <laughs> yep, always promoting Rolanda On Demand. And I hope you'll do the same. If you enjoyed this message, please share it with a friend, especially some of our young sisters who might just need a good message of what they need to step up into because of all the hard work that we've done before them and our ancestors before us. It's a brand new day and a wonderful, exciting time to be a woman. And I am so happy I have lived to lead in this day. Thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand today. If you would like to see my speech in entirety, actually watch me deliver it, well, go on over to my Rolanda Watts channel on YouTube. It's called Rolanda Watts Channel. So go youtube.com slash Rolanda Watts channel and go on over there and enjoy all the Rolanda shows from the past. But you can also catch up with some of my speeches and be inspired too. There's all kinds of good stuff over there. So go enjoy. Also, please go to my Facebook page at Rolanda Watts. You can follow me all over social media at Rolanda Watts. And I certainly hope you'll go to my Facebook page and sign up for my live webinar that is coming up. I need your email address because I haven't decided on the day and the time, but I want to send it to you as soon as I decide. So go on over to my Facebook page and sign up today for that. And hey, you Destiny Lingers fans, you guys who love my romance suspense novel, endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. It's going to be coming out in audiobook very, very soon. So it is the time of romance. So get ready for Destiny Lingers. Thank you so much for listening. And please do me one big, huge favor and subscribe. Tell your friends, rate the show, and keep me abreast of all the good things you want me to talk about too. Hit me up at Rolanda at Rolanda.com. R-O-L-O-N-D-A. Love you guys. Have a great day. Now go out there and do something good. Wayne Lindsay provided the music for today. Thank you, Wayne. Go check out WayneLindsay.com.
podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.